welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. Get right into the Word of God. Proverbs 29.18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. Your word is truth, Lord. Your word is forever settled. Lord, thank you for giving us your word to lead us and to guide us into all truth. Lord, bless this service today, Lord Jesus. The word that comes forth out of me, Lord, let it be anointed, Lord Jesus, according to your perfect will. Lord, speak into the hearts and lives of every soul in this place, Lord. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Lord Jesus. We, you are high and lifted up in this place. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. God bless you. you. may be seated. Where there is no vision, the people perish. There's reference in the Bible elsewhere where those that follow the blind will fall into the same pit as their blind leader because they have no vision. Vision is very important. In today's world, as we see that vision is kind of getting blurred. So we need to make sure we hang on to vision in the Word of God. Mark chapter 8, verse 24, speaks of a, a story in the Bible, a true story. Not just a bedtime story, but a true story. We need to really get that into our hearts and lives that the Word of God is true. It's not a bedtime story. It's not something we do just for pastime, but it is an account of true historical events. And there's this blind man that they brought to Jesus, and Jesus spit on his eyes, and Pastor, was, I thought he was going to just ruin this message today, so I had to go off and do a detour to go around what he talked about to get back on the message. And I love my pastor. He just confirmed to me that I was on the right path. But Jesus spit into his eyes, and, and then he said, uh, what do you see? And the man, he said, he looked up, and he said, I see men as trees walking. Now, you know, the Bible doesn't record everything. But there's some things that are disturbing with that situation. God spit in his eyes, which is kind of disturbing in itself. But then this person, after the initial touch from Jesus, opened their eyes and saw trees as men walking. And Pastor talked really good into what that uh, typology is, and I won't get into that. But what was he looking at? What was he really seeing? He wasn't seeing clearly. He didn't, he didn't have clear vision. And and, he, you know, he could have, he could have clicked his heels and said, "Woohoo! I can see, and turned around and walked away. He could have just came up to somebody and had a sinner's prayer and said, that's enough, and go by their wayside. But he didn't. What's really key in this story of this man is he didn't shout, he didn't celebrate, he didn't click his heels. 
And Jesus didn't say, now you can go your way. Jesus touched him again. And then what happened? He could see clearly. We are living in a day when our vision is getting blurred. It is getting blurred, and I'm just going to probably step on some toes, and I don't mean to, but I'm going to speak truth today. And I have learned in my 20-some years of ministry and, and 14 years of being a minister in the gospel that when your toes get stepped on, you are standing way too close to what you shouldn't have been standing close to. So if you get your feelings hurt today, it ain't my fault. You can talk to Jesus about it, but the word is the word. So I hope I don't offend. I hope no one's standing that close to the edge, but I'm going to speak truth today. This woke movement is blurring our vision, where people are too scared to speak truth anymore, where people are even too scared to stand up for themselves, and it is blurring the vision of the church of today. Now, when I say the church, I'm looking at a global people who call themselves Christian church. Churches yearly are backing off of biblical doctrine. They're backing away from biblical truths, and I'm not even talking about Jesus' name, baptism. I'm talking about not even talking about sin because their vision has been blurred. They're not seeing clearly anymore what the Word of God is saying, and then they've walked away from it to appease those people out there that are crying for whatever. So how is your vision today? Now this, the Lord put this on my heart to be able to go in two different directions. And I know that the Lord is leading me down a direction and I'm going to follow after the Lord because that's where he's going to meet you. But we live in a time where the world, Christianity of the world, is blurred. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing different church organiz- organizations splitting down the middle over homosexuality. There shouldn't be any discussion about that. The Word of God is clear. There, there's, 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 there's churches that call themselves Christian that, that are, are splitting down the middle over stuff with kids. That's demonic. Why is that even in the house of God? Their vision has gotten blurred. And the concern, the concern that I have, the concern that I I, I see in our future is that the people of God, the apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled people of God today in this city, in the city of Woodland, in the city of Fairfield, all over the place are starting to get their vision blurred. We love everybody. We want everybody to come to these altars and pray through and have the same experience as we had. We don't want to see anybody lost. So I don't care what background they came from. I don't care what, what, what they did in their past. All I want to see is from that day forward going to Jesus. And I will help any way I can through the word of God to get people to Jesus. But I can't allow my eyes to get blurred because if I can't see clearly, then I will lead them to lost. They will be lost. But we see over and over and over again that people will come into a a service, maybe like this one, or what church across town, and and someone will say, you need to be saved. 100% accurate. We all need to be saved. 
And then they'll say, just repeat after me. And repeat this prayer. And they will say this prayer. And then they'll walk away from wherever they were praying and think they're saved. Now, I am going to say something that may shock some of you, but the sinner's prayer, it's okay. Because everybody needs to start at repentance. And that's what the sinner's prayer is. It's a prayer of repentance. So if you hear somebody say, oh, they did the sinner's prayer, as long as it's led into repentance, that's the right start. But the sinner's prayer is not salvation. It is not salvation. I will say that to anybody. The sinner's prayer is not salvation. It is a start if it's a prayer of repentance because everything starts with repentance. Now, the other day, I'm going to be facetious. I got a letter from the owner of San Francisco 49ers and say, uh, we've received your letter of acceptance to be a part of this team, replacing your tight end, number 85, I think his name is, George Kittle, right? Yeah, that's my boy from Iowa. And, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, Brother Garza, that I'm accepted by the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to tell you another lie that's out there. How many of you would believe that I am going to start playing for the San Francisco 49ers on Super Bowl Sunday if they make it? No one. <laughs> There's faith right there, brother. No one in here jumped up and said, can I get your autograph? And that's amazing because I said I'm accepted. But I ain't got a paycheck from them. And there's too many people going down this path of, I accept you, Jesus, as my Savior. Their vision is blurred. Their vision is blurred, and they're not seeing clearly, and it's because someone, the blind, are leading the blind unto destruction. Me accepting Jesus doesn't get me a whole long until Jesus accepts me. Oh, yeah, he died on the cross for me. He died before I was even born. But when I was running from him, when I was rebelling and sinning against him, he wanted no part of that sin. In fact, he had to bring me to an altar of repentance. He had to take me down in baptism in Jesus' name. He filled me with his spirit when my heart got right with him. So, church, we can't let our vision get blurred. Because there's people out there. That still need to hear truth. There's people out here that need to look at the road map that we have in this Bible. And we need to have clear vision to lead them and to guide them. You know, and, and, and Mark chapter 8, verse 19, if, if our awesome media technician put that up there. This is in red letters in my Bible. It means Jesus is talking. And some people have told me that I believe the red letters. That's that's good to start. But there's a whole lot more than the red letters to believe in in the Word of God. But Jesus says, having eyes ye see not, having ears hear ye not, and do ye not remember? Who's he talking to? He's not talking to the people he just fed. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the apostles. He's talking to the disciples. He's talking to the ones that have been following him. He's saying, what, are you blind? Have you not heard anything? Have you not seen anything? He's talking to the church when he says that line. He's not talking to the sinner. He's talking to the church. 
You have eyes, why aren't you seeing it? You have ears, why aren't you listening? How come you're questioning my abilities? Don't you remember? You see, sometimes we get so focused on our, our stuff that we forget who Jesus is. Like that song, show me something God can't do. Try it. And I got a buck fifty in my pocket to prove you wrong. There's nothing impossible to our God. But why are we, myself included, so easily forgetful of the miracles he's done in our life? And we get to our next trial and tribulation, we're like, oh, where'd my God go? I can't make it through this. We must open our eyes, open our ears, and remember what our God has done for us. We cannot allow ourselves to drift away and get our vision blurred. There are too many things out there that are trying to distract us from the things of God. There's too many things out there that are trying to keep us away from the things of God. And it's, 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 it's frustrating that people are turning from truth, that have truth, and believe in a lie. You know what? And this is one of those things I may step on someone's toes and beliefs, and that's fine. That's fine. I have my opinions, too. <laughs> but I read an article. Well, let me go back two years. We went through this whole pandemic thing, right? And millions of people died of COVID, right? Millions is what they're telling us. That's why they created such a panic. And then I read an article by a liberal media team, which if they're going to put it out there, I'm going to believe it because they're speaking opposite of what they said two years ago. And they're interviewing some doctors. And this doctor said, I think, I, I truly believe that we over-exaggerated the COVID deaths by 90%. So what Twitter was shutting down as being false information, what Facebook was blocking people for was false information. Now it's coming out as, hmm, we probably over-exaggerated by about 90%. He said, obviously, that person that came in with a gunshot wound to the head didn't die from COVID, no matter if they had COVID. person with a head-on collision dropped a motorcycle around a tree. Yeah, he had COVID when he checked in, but that didn't kill him. And the world believed that. The church, in some sense, believed that. There's only one truth that is forever settled. That's why it's always good with people and what you hear or see, hold your judgment until you get the whole story. Because the only thing that's forever settled is the Word of God. So now all of this stuff that they've been doing and saying is coming out to being false for the last two years, what they've been doing. So where does that leave people? With a blurred vision. They're not seeing clearly anymore. Now I know there was those that did pass from COVID, and I had people close to us that passed from the COVID sickness and during that time, so I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying there's got to be some truth in the matter. There's got to be some truth in the matter. We can't allow our vision to be blurred by the media, by society, by the things around us. Now, again, if I hurt some feelings, I didn't mean to, but truth is truth. And we have got to accept truth, and if we are offended by truth, we got to take that to the Lord in prayer. And you deal with God about it. 
you deal, you deal with Jesus because I'm just saying what he's telling me to say. That makes being a preacher really easy, Brother Garza, when we just say what God says, so if people are offended with the word, they got to take it up with him and not the preacher. We stick with the word. I try not to get too caught up in, in, in things going on in society because it's really a downer. A lot of depression stuff out there. I don't want to get caught up in it because that will bring my spirit down. That's just, uh, you know, we all know that. You hang around with depressing people, eventually that depression is going to get on you. So we need, to, we need to be around the people of light, the people of, of the one name, Jesus' name, baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to be around holiness people, uh, people that are separated unto God. We need to be, be a part of those people because we need to be brought up and not brought down. But there's just a lot of blurred visions out there where people are saying things that just make no sense at all, talking out of both sides of their mouth. And we got to make sure that we don't get caught up in that. Because remember, the blind are going to lead you into the same pit they're going to fall into. We've got to remember there's truth. There's truth. For 2 Corinthians 6, 17 still is true today. Wherefore, come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Separation is still truth. we got to get those, uh, uh, what are those things called that they go over there? Oh, you got to have them removed. Blinders, but they surgically remove them. Cataracts, thank you. we got to get those cataracts of deception off of our eyes we got to have them surgically removed by the Holy Ghost. That separation is still key in our living for God. Hebrews 12, 14 says that peace and holiness are the only way you're going to get to God. Without it, you're not going to make it. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. we still got to teach it. we still got to preach it and not allow the things of this world to shut us up. Because if we be quiet, they won't hear it. And our God is a God of holiness and he accepts nothing less. That can come across really hard. That can come across very impossible. But, and you may say, it's not possible for me to be holy. You're right. You can't. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need his grace. And that's why we need his mercy. To get us into his presence. Into his holiness. There are so many things that are coming against our church as a whole, the apostolic church, the Jesus name church, that is trying to deceive the very elect. I've seen in my day some very elect that I had a lot of respect for walk away from truth. And they have turned to a doctrine that's not of the word of God. And they still have a following. They still have a church. They still have people they're leading astray. That, that, that breaks my heart. Because that shows me a couple things, Brother Garza. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. They, they have a preacher mentality where they're just going to tra- chase the peach, preacher wherever he goes, no matter what he teaches. I don't want you to have a brother chase mentality. I'm thankful none of you all do. I don't want you to have a pastor wisdom mentality. Whatever pastor says, I'm just going to do whatever he says no matter what. If he says jump off the cliff, I want to jump just because he said so. No. That supersedes anything I ever say. Paul, Paul is telling, writing letters to his church. He says, if I, if I or anybody else, I don't care if it's an angel, myself, or anyone else comes in here preaching any other thing, let them be a curse. In another gospel, he, in, a, in another right letter to the church, he says, you mark them that are sowing that discord. You mark them that are sowing that garbage. And if they don't straighten out, get rid of them. 
Paul was pretty adamant about how the, the seed of weeds can get planted in the church. We allow that seed to get planted in our hearts, that bitterness, that, that hatred, that anger. It don't matter what side of the bed you wake up on. I woke up on both sides and I woke up mad. I can even go to a hotel room and wake up mad. I'm not even in my own bed. Because it's my nature. It's my spirit. It's my flesh that I got to get submitted unto the Lord. That is the greatest struggle that we have in living for God is getting our flesh aligned with the Lord. The devil doesn't scare me. I scare myself more than the devil scares me. Because if I disobey the word of God, the Bible says the Lord will send a strong delusion. Not the devil. It's the Lord that will send that strong delusion. We've got to make sure that our vision is clear in the path we're going forward. And that's why I feel led to preach this going into Vision Sunday next week. Our pastor can do a much greater job, but we've got to make sure our vision is clear. We've got to make sure that we know where we are going in the Word of God. We've got to make sure that we know the Word of God so that we can help other people see clearly and get into Jesus. We got to be clear about what John 3, 3 through 5 says when, when Jesus says, Verily, I, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That's not the sinner's prayer. That's not accepting Jesus. That's being born again of water and spirit. Our vision has got to be clear. I know I have heard preachers preach the Godhead so clearly. I, sister guy, I was like, that, that's perfectly clear. There's no questions. Jesus is God. And, and, and then that person allowed a seed of bitterness to get in their heart and got crossways with brothers and sisters and then got crossways with God. And the last video clip I saw, he got up and endorsed the Trinity. How can you have such a great revelation and then support something that's not biblical? It's because God sent the strong delusion. We can't allow our, our, our vision to get blurred. If I offend you, if I hurt your feelings, let's work it out. I don't want you to be lost and I don't want to be lost. Let's work it out. Let's talk about it. If, if there's something in, in the Word of God that you have for me, let's talk about it. And let's just make sure it's in the Word of God. Now, we can talk about feelings, and I'll listen to your feelings to a certain point. At some point, you just got to make up your mind that you want to change. A lot of people like to stay in that boat of tears. Oh, poor me. Poor me. And their, their tears have blurred their vision. And they don't see anything but tears. That's all they do is cry. Poor me. Poor me. Near on the shore waving, hey, hey, right, right here, right here, I'm right here. Oh, poor me, I don't see anybody trying to help me. Oh, no one loves me. And the other bankers, the other brothers and sisters, hey, we're praying for you. We love you. Come over here. We'll help you. Oh, oh, oh no one loves me. And you hear about it every Sunday. And on Facebook. And they tweet about it. And they do a Snapchat. 
and the other social media. And, 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 and everybody gets sad. And the problem is, is that people don't, 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 don't know the whole situation. That are on the East Coast, reading these poor posts, they're not seeing all the work that the church is trying to do to save that person. And they start saying that first church, Vacaville, is a horrible place to be. Don't go to that church. They don't love anybody. See, I saw it on Facebook. That poor brother and sister, and I'm going to blast it all over Facebook. Instead of praying about the situation or calling and seeing what's going on, I'm just going to blast it. Oh, poor me. I'm going to join the pity party. I'm preaching some truth in here, whether you all like it or not. 2023 is going to be, I want to step back. 2023 could be the greatest year you ever see in living for God. 2023 could be the most powerful year you have in ministry. 2023 could be the most powerful year that you see God moving in other people's lives. 2023 could be the year God moves us to a new building because he's got 200 more saints he wants to put in this place. 2023 could be the year, but your vision has to be clear. We have to see clearly where God has taken us, and we can't allow the things of this world to distract us and blur our vision. We must stand firm on Acts chapter 2, verse 38, when Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's still the truth. It's still the truth. I can change my ideas. I can change the path that I'm on. And all that's going to do is get me on the fast track to hell. And that is a real place. They call it the place of uh, uh, it's burning with fire, gnashing of teeth, and just sounds like a really awful place to be. I don't want to go there. How do I keep from going there? Keeping a clear vision of where God is trying to take us. It's still true today. We still need to repent. Oh, my goodness. Brother Guy, if I have to repent today, that means that once saved, always saved doctrine is garbage. Which, that's not in the Bible either. And, 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 and people who think, oh, but I've been grafted in. Yeah, that's great. But if you keep reading in that scripture, it says if you don't produce fruit and you rebel against God, just like he cut the children of Israel out, he will cut you out and graft them back in. So there is no such thing as once saved, always saved. Nowhere in the Bible. But yet that's a prevalent doctrine that's preached in many Christian churches today because visions got blurred. They got blurred vision. Where's your vision at today? How is your vision? Has your vision been getting a little blurred with everything going on in society? Have you been kind of softening up on some of our standards, softening up on some of the word of God because mm, society doesn't agree with it. My family doesn't agree with it. My family's church preaches this way and they're okay. Well, I'm not going to say names because they could be watching. Who knows? I, I never get comfortable with this whole putting our services out to Brother Garza because I don't know who's watching. I do know my sister, Cheryl. Praise God, if you're watching, I love you, sis. 
she, she's watching because uh, a few weeks ago when I was out sick, not feeling well, uh, y'all, pastor got, somebody got up here and said, let's pray for Brother Chase, he's not feeling well, and like five minutes later, I'm getting a text from my sister, what's wrong? I'm like, what do you mean what's wrong? He says, your pastor just asked for prayer for you, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, yeah, so if you're watching, sis, I love you, you're awesome, best big, big sister I could have. Praise God. My Carla, my sister Carla, she's a big sister. My sister Cheryl's a big, big sister. She's the next one up there. Great sisters. So I've got to get used to that. You've got to get used to that who's watching. But, but there are very large churches out there that have blurred vision. They no longer preach the word of God. Not even really some, any semblance or resemblance of truth. And they're large. They may have a few thousand or thousands upon thousands, but that does not make, mean they're saved or they're right. You know, I, I was thinking this morning, did anybody watch Brother Garza this morning? Oh, man, I was hoping y'all, well, you were there. I was hoping you guys didn't watch because, man, he preached it this morning. Man, he preached it. I was like, how am I going to get up? I hope no one watched him preach. Man, how am I going to get up there and preach? Man, it was an awesome word. But I, I was thinking about this concept of that any abyss, you know, just kind of do your own thing and you're saved. Where did that come from? It came because I want to build a church and I don't want to offend anybody, and the only way to build a church is to do what they say. Yeah, it's it's very sad, and and again, I'm not going to say any names, but it was kind of brought to my attention that it's very prevalent now in quote unquote Christian churches. That the pastors don't even really believe in the birth of Jesus Christ. That he really raised from the dead. They're kind of more of a eh, agnostic, eh, almost atheist, but they're preaching in a Christian church because that pays the bills. They don't even really believe. They believe in good works. They preach good works. But when you talk to them, they don't really want to talk about Jesus. They, they don't want to get into, into what the word of God says because the word of God on itself can, can open, open blind eyes. I don't have to preach it or lay hands on you. It, it can happen just by reading it. My wife was sharing, sharing some testimonies about some people who are, are Jewish and, and reading the testimony about how they became Christians. And, and there, there's a common thread amongst so many of them that, that they didn't go and get Pastor Wisnet to pray for them. They didn't, they didn't go to some big conference. They read the book. They picked up the Bible and read the Bible and that led them to salvation because they were hungry. It doesn't take a whole lot, church, to get people to Jesus. All we got to do is show them the word. Show them the word in our life. Show them the word in our actions. Show them the word in our words that we speak and not confusing them by the words coming out of our mouth. We can't allow our vision to get blurred. We have to be sensitive to what God is leading us to. Blurred vision is going to cause us to trip up. Blurred vision is going to cause us to, to get behind. It, if you've ever been in a race, have you ever been in a race where you're blindfolded? I don't, I don't, that, 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 if, if, if somebody says, let's have a race and let's blindfold, you don't ever do that. Just don't, don't do that. That would that, be all bad. But if you are blindfolded, where, where's, where's Vinny at? Where is Brother Vinny? There he is. That guy's hiding. 
you know, back in the day when I thought I was fast, this young whippersnapper, he's probably 16 at the time, maybe 15, says, hey, Brother Chase, let's race. I'm like, he's calling the old dog off the porch right there. Yeah, he just stepped in, and I'm going to show this young buck. So we go right out here after church. And I, I want to, there was an excuse, Brother Vinny. I had my work boots on. So it's a little hard to get that start, brother, guys, a little hard. But we, we went down to the end of the block. He says, we'll race back to the church. And whoever wins, wins. I'm like, I got this. And somebody said, go. And I went like this, and he was at the finish line. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? Because I had blurred vision. Because I thought I was faster than I was. And sometimes our vision's not clear in our own abilities. We try to take on more than we should. And, and we got to be very careful doing that. Because you don't want to try to take on more than you can handle or more than your knowledge and talents and abilities provide for and then fall. Thankfully, Brother Vinny humbled me. And I've not raced him since. Nor will I race him unless it's in a car or something. And then it won't be my Jetta. Praise God. You've got to have clear vision. Have you, has anybody ever driven in the rain? How many of you, uh, yeah, yeah, those of you that, especially in the freeway, huh? How many of you have uh, been driving when it doesn't rain and you drive over the speed limit? Come on now. Come on now. I've exceeded the speed limit before. Uh, I've, I, every, I, I had to prove out that my truck has a governor on it, Brother Lee. And, uh, it does. It does. And I was frustrated with it. Um, but when, I, when it's clear out there, I drive a little faster. And, and the other day coming home, it was raining so hard. I was coming home from work. It was raining so hard coming through the hills between Vallejo and Fairfield. It was like it was like a bucket was just dumping on my windshield. And my wipers were going and going and I couldn't see. And I ooh, I slowed way down. I slowed down to where my wipers could sort of give me clear vision. When your vision starts to blur in your walk with God, it's time to slow down. It's time to go back to the basics. We get so caught up in our ministry, we get so caught up in doing stuff for God that our, our vision starts to get blurred and we think we just got to push through, push through, push through because this is what's expected of me. But if we keep pushing through it, we're going to end up hitting a wall. And I would rather have anybody and anybody that's in, 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 in ministry to, to see that and recognize that it, it's starting to be, Brother Garza, it's starting to get a little blurry. I'm, I'm forgetting why I'm really here. I'm forgetting why I'm, what I'm really doing and who I'm doing it for. I, when you get to that point, it's time to just come, come to one of the ministry, come to pastor, and let's talk about it. Because it's much better for you to get refreshed in the Holy Ghost and get your vision clear than to sing a song or to play a musician or instrument. It's much better than that. We, we've got to make sure that we stay fresh in the Holy Ghost to make sure our vision stays clear. Uh, it, it breaks my heart. Somebody was talking to me the other day about it. You know, we, we have all these, these talented musicians out there that have made it big. And so many of them had to start with apostolic roots. But they allowed their talent to blur their vision. They allowed their, their, their talent to blur the, the, the reading of the Word of God where they just didn't see the Word of God anymore. And they lost their vision and they lost their direction and they, they went all crazy. We've got to keep our vision clear. I don't even know how long I've been up here. 
Y'all still love me, though. That's good. Praise God. I am coming to a close that Brother Lucas can get, get ready, play something soft and nice. Soothes the spirit. I mean, that's what King Saul had to do. When the, when the devil started tormenting him, he said, call David. I need something soft and smooth. Calm that spirit. I'm hoping that there's no one in here needing that right now. Praise God. Vision is very important. Clear vision is even more important. Where is your vision today? Now, right now, I see a bunch of blurry faces right now. My vision is not clear. Some people living for God is just like this. I see people sitting in chairs. And from this range, I can name most of you. And it's because I saw you when I had my glasses on. But I don't see clearly now. And if I can't see clearly, I can't lead my wife and daughters to Jesus. I will put, I will, I will put a burden on them and maintaining their salvation because they're having to lead the blind when I should not be blind. Jesus Christ, that wasn't supposed to happen. Jesus Christ gave us the corrective lens right here. He gave us what we need to get 2020 vision back to where we can have the right vision for the day we're living in. Jesus said that I am still the way. And, and again, this conversation is not with the people that he's just fed or he just healed, but it's the people that walked with him daily. He's talking to Philip, and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If he had known me, that is where the vision gets blurred when we don't know who Jesus is. We come in and we do a routine on Sunday and Wednesday and Thursday, and we, we dress right, we talk right, we act right, but we don't know who Jesus is. And we will put on a good facade. We'll put on a good image. We'll, we'll, we'll dress ourselves up to make everybody think we're okay. But we don't know who Jesus is. And we'll stumble through life. We'll, we'll stumble with blinders on, with a blurred vision, because we're not pursuing a relationship with Jesus. And as we stand, we've got to remember that a relationship is not a one-way street. you got to put effort into it, too. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, Philip, I walked with you for three years, and you didn't know me. I ate with you. You know what I like to eat. You know what I prayed about. And you don't know me? How, how, what have you been doing who have you been listening to? Have you listened to my words? Have you seen my actions? How come you don't know me? Because if you'd known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, ye know him and have seen him. Blurred vision has taken that away from so many people. They come in and they see truth. They walk with truth. They're in the altars praying in truth. They're hearing 
truth being preached, and then some way, somehow, someone comes in and throws a seed of doubt. And they're like, show me the Father. I've never seen the Father. I don't know who the Father is. He must be this one over here because you're over here. How do I get the Father's attention because he doesn't have a name? He's got a title. I'm confused. uh, I don't understand it. And Jesus is calling out to that person saying, hey, where, 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 what happened? We've been walking with each other for years. We've been talking. Or maybe it was just me talking. And you weren't listening. How can you see me and not see the Father? How can you know, say you know me and not know the Father? Because from henceforth you know him and have seen him. And again... And the humanity of Philip. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. After what Jesus just said. Having eyes and not seeing. Having ears and not hearing. And not remembering. This is all the same conversation. I could liken it to this. That as soon as I dismiss, people forget what I talked about today. They forget that their vision needs to be clear. They forget that their vision needs to be aligned with the Word of God. And they walk out of here and go back right back into the rut of life that they've been in. They trip and fall over the same things they've been tripping and falling on for so long because they left here with blurred vision. We need to get clear vision, church. We need to have our eyes on Jesus, and we need to see him. We need to pursue a relationship with him. So that when we come in here next Sunday and pastors up here preaching the vision of this church, that we will be on our feet rallying behind our pastor. I see it, pastor. I see it, pastor. I see it. We're with you. We're behind you, pastor. We're going all the way in 2023. We're not giving up. We're not going anywhere. We're behind you. And we've got to catch that vision. Because if we go in there with blurred vision, if we go in there not seeing clearly, pastor's going to preach his guts out. He's going to preach everything the Lord tells him to preach. And we're going to walk out blinded. We're going to walk out not catching what the vision of this church is. And you don't want to miss the direction this church goes in. I always thought of a serious wake-up call. would always been getting up and preaching on a Wednesday night, hellfire and brimstone. Get right or get lost. And then when people show up at that door and it's locked on a Sunday, that the fear of God would enter some people's lives and say, am I lost? I would be scared to death. I don't want my blurred vision to keep me from going to heaven. I don't want my blurred vision to keep me from being a minister unto the Lord. I don't want to be, a, be, be blinded by society and allow, allow society, what they're doing is they're trying to drive a wedge between the people of God and the people who need God. They're trying to bring race into everything. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to fathom, but I grew up working in the fields. That word fields now is a racist term. I worked in fields growing up. We plant corn in fields. We labor in fields. 
if people are racist, that's their fault and they need to get their heart right with God. But we can't make everything in society racist. We got to fix the core of the problem, the impure heart. We need to get Jesus in the hearts of lives of mankind so they can realize that that's garbage that they've been believing all this time and that we need to love everybody no matter what their skin color is, no matter where they came from, no matter what they do or what they're caught up in. We need to love them to Jesus. We need to build a family of God with everybody that wants to live for God. We can't get caught up in that. And Jesus responded to Philip as we come around the front and prepare ourselves to reach out to the Lord. He said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip. It probably broke Jesus' heart to have to make that statement. I've sacrificed for you, Philip. I've done things you've never seen, nor will you ever see again if you don't get your vision straight. I've walked with you, I've talked with you, I've fed you, I've taught you, and you still don't know who I am. Jesus continues, and he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how saith thou then, show us the Father? Heavenly Father, I know who you are today. And I know your name is Jesus. I'm not confused by that, Lord. I I see clearly that your word teaches that. I I see clearly that there's no separating you from your role as my Father. There's nothing separating you from your role as my comforter in the Holy Spirit that you've given me. Lord, I need my vision clear today. I need to see clearly today, Lord Jesus. Starting today, right now, Lord, I need to be in your word and see your word clearly today, Lord. Lord, remove the blurred vision, Lord Jesus. Remove remove the words that I, I don't see clearly because I'm not looking at it through your eyes, Lord Jesus. Lord, I I pray you'll touch everybody's heart in here to have an understanding, receptive heart to your word today. We get so deceived by the things of this world. We get so deceived by picking and choosing what we want to believe out of the word of God. And if we continue down that path, we'll find ourselves in the pig pen of life. We'll find ourselves looking at the food that the pigs are getting and start looking at that looks pretty good. And then God will bring to remembrance how it was in our father's house. He'll show us clearly what it was like back then. And I'm telling you, I'm begging you, come back to the Lord today. Take the blinders off. Remove the cattle. Remove the blurred vision from your eyes so that you can see clearly, Lord. Jesus, help us today, Lord. Lord, help us today to get back with you. Help us today to build our relationship with you. Lord, clear our vision today that we can see you more perfectly. Hallelujah, Lord, we need you today. Hallelujah. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus name.